Hey everybody, this is Dave Broadback. I'm coming to you live. Well, it's live right now. It's recorded for you. But coming to you uh, from what I have often called my podcast studio, which is actually uh, my daughter's bedroom, old bedroom. Anyway, uh, the lecture you're about to hear is for Psychology 3196, Human Evolutionary this Psychology. This was a triumph. I hope you like it. I'm making a note here. Huge success. It's hard to Okay, so today, because we're basically done all the lecture material, but I wanted to talk a little bit about sort of themes, right? And concerns and, yeah, let's go with themes and concerns. Concerns is an odd choice of words. But I think the first thing is that, well, the first thing I want to ask you guys actually a series of questions. What did you expect from the material before you started, and was it any different from what you got? This isn't about my teaching style or anything like that. That's not what I mean, because that ain't changing. Uh, <laughs> this is about the content. What did you expect when you you know heard about this course and saw it and signed up for it last fall or whatever? Is it any different, or was it the same? Was it? Just exactly. Yes, please go ahead. Um, the first part of the class I thought was stuff that I didn't expect to be talking about, like how evolution affects cognition. Nobody yeah. really thinks about that. You don't think that, about that right? typically, yeah. And then the second, what we more recent about stuff, more yeah. recently yep. is like mating and family and kin selection and all that, which I think most people think of yeah. more automatically. I think that's, yeah, I think that's quite fair. I think that, yeah, I think that's true. Other, it's funny, you it's, People don't think of the evolution of cognition, but it's obvious that it must have happened, right? Right. But, you know, it, yeah, it, it's one of the things where when the light of evolution is shone on it, you go, oh, yeah, okay, that kind of follows. I just like how I can think of explanations for literally anything that happens in life now. And that is a danger, right? And that's, yeah, yeah becoming a rabid adaptationist, as Stephen Jay Gould said, is, is a problem. Um, because you now think of everything as being an adaptation, that everything enhances fitness, that anything that any human does, they are somehow doing to be able to mate with someone. And it's probably not true that everything's about that. No, I mean, everything. Every little thing. It's like, oh, that person ties their shoes like that. Probably a mating display. <laughs> no, it probably isn't, right? But that goes through your head, doesn't it? It's right. You ever go, have you been to a bar since you've taken this class? And watch the mating rituals that happen in humans, right? You look around, and go, that's like lek breeding in deer. <laughs> it's a little weird, right? So there is that, and I mean, the danger is that you start seeing everything that way because everything can't be, right? Uh, other thoughts that it, about how did did it fit with what you thought it would be? What was different than what you thought it would be in the class? What was the same, right? So I think. Taylor's probably right. I mean, I, I think before I took a class like this, I wasn't thinking at all about cognition very much. Uh, I was thinking about mating. I was thinking about... The biggest thing I thought was I was thinking about differences between usually sex differences. And in fact, I think, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong here, but it seems to me that this is much more about commonality among people than differences among people. Is that fair? Like that, there's this people are just humans, right? Because if we 
factor in, or if we sort of factor out, sort of quote, culture. Um, and you say, well, we're just this one animal species, and we have very little genetic variation anyway. Right? So it talks about generalities among humans, and I think that's kind of neat. And that's something, I find, I find it actually a very optimistic, hopeful look at the view of the world. Right. I also think that one of the things that thinking about this stuff has done for me that I never thought it would do is it gives me just awe and wonder at nature. It just really does. It's like, look at that. We're looking at Look at these animals here that are just sitting there talking about this shit with each other. Isn't that cool? Because other animals don't do that because they're loser animals. And it makes like I had this I had this awe about nature when I think about how evolution works and how it's I'm standing here, even me, not that much of an example of a of anything. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, What is evolution good at as far as explaining things psychologically? What do you think? Go ahead. Just talk. Speculations on where things could go. Oh, how so? That's an interesting point. I haven't thought about that. Well, because sometimes, like, you think of the iPhone, right? And you think, oh, yeah, we've come from this funky-looking yes. thing. And sure. now it's... Like it kind of reverts back to the it's not as as square and stuff and like we kind of think okay so as humans we've come this far yes and we're still kind of set up to the EEA oh yes very much so yes. we still in some instances you could think oh we're still reverting back in this sense oh I see what you're saying we're we're going back to the blue board or the blueprint drawing board yes blue board so I don't think blue board's a term but that's fine it is now it is now that's right. Um, in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, some, I don't know, because sometimes, like, if I'm bored, I'm driving between the Sioux and Guel, uh, yeah. eight hours to kill. Yes. I'll, I'll think about that while I'm speeding. Right. And, uh, <laughs> like, oh, no. Please, please pay attention to the road as well. <laughs> as the people of Ontario. As I hit a deer, I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> see, <laughs> see, natural selection at work. Yeah. You know, if he was bigger like they used to be, I would be around. That's he, right. He would have survived. Or you would have actually said, oh, I just killed a deer, and you would have taken it to... Yes. Yeah. Um, one of the things that... Yeah, that's interesting that you're saying that, because, I mean, one of the things that we have to think about all the time is the... The disconnect thing. I mean, reminding ourselves that we're civilized people with Stone Age brains. Right? So we've invented all this stuff. Like, and as a human, uh, I've often said there's times that make me very proud to be a human, and there's other times that make me very sad. But, I mean, when men landed on the moon, thinking back to that now, it's like, look what humans can do. We're amazing. Or building the pyramids. And I, I don't, yeah, I know those were Americans and those were Egyptians. And... I don't care. They were all my species. We're all humans. And I think that's really awesome. And that people discovered things like crossbreeding different kinds of corn thousands of years ago on this continent so they could make corn like we have today. GMOs! Um, I just like doing that now and then. Um, so just things like that. People figured that stuff out. And it makes me really proud to be a human. And But they did this with these Stone Age minds because we still have Stone Age minds. But we're civilized people, right? Reminding you that there's this disconnect between EA and today, I think it's something that 
we don't think of enough. And this is why we have things like PTSD. And this is why we have things like, um, when we talk about stress, right? And you say, we have these sympathetic nervous system reactions to a long line at the grocery store, right? Or when you watch the cashier putting the stuff in the, in the bags in the wrong order. Because you put things on the belt in an order that is meant to put, put it in this order. So when I take it out, because I hate this is maybe a little bit specific to me. I hate when stuff is put in the wrong order because I'm going to put groceries away and I hate that. I hate putting groceries away. But if it's all put in the right order in the bags, it's quicker. But if I have to dig through here to find that and that, then I get angry. But then I remind myself that actually this is probably not a situation where I say the two tires can eat. So I'm going to be okay. Or arguing with someone about probability because in nature there aren't a whole lot of dependent events. Or, sorry, independent events. So it's hard to get through people's heads that independent events work in a certain way. Believe me, I teach advanced statistics. Trying to get that into people's heads is hard. Even people that have already gone through 2126. Right? So I think it's good at that. What else is it good at? Do you think? evolutionary psychology, an evolutionary approach to psychology. I don't like calling it evolutionary psychology. It's like calling it evolutionary approach to psychology, which is more words, which I probably shouldn't like. Because I like the economy of words. Other thoughts? I think it helps explain both good things and bad things. Yeah. The naturalistic fallacy? No, no, no. Like when I say good and bad things, I don't mean like an adaptation is good or an adaptation oh, is bad. Okay. But like typically we would view depression as something bad. But mm-hmm. like here's a different way, or like racism is bad in our minds today, yeah. but, you know, maybe at some point this is why we were yeah. racist or depicted racist behaviors. And it probably never made any sense, actually. It's mm-hmm. probably a mechanism co-opting something else that we already have. Mm-hmm. We already have this mechanism for detecting in-group members membership. It actually makes very little sense to use these obvious badge, obvious badge of skin color, because it doesn't really help in any way. Yet, I think it's 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 kind of the opposite of the music being auditory cheesecake. It's, it's if, you, if you follow me, so I think it's that kind of thing. Um, we can understand it, though. The important thing is we can understand it. Right? Um, we can talk about nasty behavior like homicidal. Right? We've talked about that and how usually it's men killing other men with fights about women. Which then we think, oh, okay, that makes some sense. Right? Right? Um, so I think it's, it's good at... I think it's also good at reminding us we're animals. I think we get this idea in our heads that we're... Even though we all know that we're animals, like everybody knows that. And the day you figured that out, or was told to you when you're like grade three, it's like, whoa, I guess we probably are animals. Kind of surprising. Um, but it reminds us that, I think, that, that we are, and I think that's kind of cool. This, this sort of it reminds us, reminds us we're part of nature. I think that's neat. Um, what else? I mean, I, I think it helps us ask questions about things like learning and cognition we wouldn't ask normally. Right? We would not necessarily ask the question when we talked about learning about. I've mentioned food storing birds before, but we probably wouldn't have asked that question. Uh, why would food storing birds have better memories than non-storers? And how did that, what's the history of that? 
Uh, the thing about the waste on selection pass, when you're flipping the cards, the threes and the sevens and the Fs and the Ds and whatever, why is that hard compared to Beer Coke 1922? Or not, sorry, 1821. Why is that? Because one's social and one isn't. I think it helps us understand things like why would a soldier jump on a grenade for the guys in his platoon or her platoon? Because what the military does is they co-opt the family thing that we have, the, the, the fact that we would do things for our relatives. Militaries co-opt this in their training, and you live with the same people for a long period of time during your training, and you're told they're your brothers and your sisters. You're actually literally told that. Right? And you're told also you're not fighting, you're, you're fighting for each other. And now... <laughs> so... I think it helps explain that kind of thing. What's it lousy at? What's it not very good at? Before we move on to that. Yes, please. I like the idea of the naturalistic fallacy throughout all of the concepts. Good. Because the, it seems like we can ignore what, not ignore, but put aside what society uh, labels things as to try and figure out why. Yes. Instead of focusing on the fact that obviously racism is bad. <laughs> yes, we can all agree bad, on that. Yeah. But we want to know why it came yes. about. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, and I mean, I think the thing about that is that, and I think I mentioned this before, when you say why are black people paid less than white people, why are women paid less than men, you go sexism and racism, or, sorry, racism and sexism, and then you think you've explained it, and you actually have just given it a name. You could have said Steve and Eddie. They're just names, right? So instead, when you can say, okay, and here's how that happens, and here is functionally why maybe that, that kind of behavior was selected for at some point. But if we know it, and Dawkins says this, there's this wonderful part in The Selfish Gene by Richard Dawkins when he talks about, I know I'm selfish, but I choose not to behave that way. And that's pretty cool. Like, so if you know something about yourself, like you think, I know I'm going to recognize someone who looks a little bit different than me. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit nervous around them. So you know what? Instead, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm a horrible person. What I'm going to say is, okay, that's the thing, and moving right along. Right? It's kind of liberating. Right? It's kind of liberating. Eventually, as I said, we... Maybe in a thousand years we'll all look roughly the same anyway. I get a lot of text during this class, no other class. It's weird, and I was thinking of my son, that's not my son. It's friends of mine who should know my teaching schedule. Um, they really should. Why would my friends know my teaching schedule? Because it's all over the internet. Yeah, that's right. You can just look that up. <laughs> what kind of bullshit is this? I call this guy right now. Um, See, I... Right. Other points before we try to figure out what's wrong with it. Because there's got to be something wrong with it. Okay, what's, what's, what's it not good at explaining? Because it's got to be... I find a lot of the stuff on disorders really like hand-waving. 
That's my, my, own, my own feeling when, it, when you read all these. Not the depression one I like. I mean, I think it's not that I like depression. <laughs> Depression's funny. Um, what a hilarious riot that is. No, but I think the, the, and I think the depression is the most developed when you look at that stuff, one of those papers I sent you guys and everything. But a lot of the other stuff to me just seems like, oh, yeah, and it could be this. Maybe it's that. Like, it just sounds like they're just pulling things out of their asses. You feel that way too, or is that? I felt like that teaching. Like, I felt like, uh, okay, maybe it's this. Yeah, I get it. I also feel like there could be a lot more to be said about, like, how certain personality traits develop. Mm. Those are. Intelligence is one thing, but other things are, yeah, 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 I agree with you. Very good. Yeah, it doesn't do a good job with personality psychology, I don't think. Social psych, I think it's, it's great. We can think of a lot of things like altruism and cooperate, all that stuff. That's wonderful. Even ignorant bias and all that. But yeah, personality psychology, right? Like why some people like are more dominant and like just even that, like mm-hmm. you could I'm sure there's Oh people are doing it, don't misunderstand yeah. me, yeah. But I think you're right. Yeah. I mean intelligence is one thing. I still think intelligence is a personality trait, but that's I think a minority opinion as well. Um, but if we look at Okay. Openness or some sort of characteristic like that. What is that? What's the adaptive value in that? I can make up stories, but <laughs> let's get some hypotheses. And I, I, I can't think of any great stuff like that right now. Going back to the disorders, though, I yeah. don't think any any discipline is making great strides in that area. No, I think you're right, we too. Talk about, like, we talked about it in NeuroFarms. It could mm-hmm. be working on Northern, it could be working in this area, but we don't actually don't know. Don't really know. Yeah. So it's just kind of like adding small pieces. Yes. Oh, that's fair. I mean, yeah, we don't know how alcohol works, though. Or nicotine, or caffeine. The legal drugs, we have no idea how they work. Mm-hmm. Or we have a rough idea how they work, let's say that. So yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, one of the things, because evolutionary psychology over the years has had its... Every field has a lunatic fringe. doesn't matter what the field is. It could be anything. And the lunatic fringe in evolutionary psychology get a lot of press. And it said some stupid things. Right? There was work... You probably you don't even know about this work, but do you know about the work of Phil Rushton at the University of Western Ontario? That got some bad press in the early 90s. And it actually set this field back a long time because he said stupid things. Um, he used a, an old-time kind of classification way classify between species, looking at within species. And then he said, let's see, crime, more crime by blacks because they have bigger penises. But I'm not making this up, by the way. Really weird stuff. And of course, it was... And by the way, I kind of knew Phil Rushton. He's dead now, but I kind of knew him. And he, not, he really wasn't a racist. He was just like completely out to lunch. He didn't know what he was doing. He had misused the tools. Misused the tools. Um, so there's sort of a... There's also the... Uh, there was a book called The Bell Curve. You've heard of this book? Yeah. And it was saying that intelligence is inherited and therefore we shouldn't give out welfare to people. Huh? Because you can't change them, except that... Something being even having a heritability of 1.0, 
right? You can still change it to get you. So, again, the lunatic fringe in this field is really kind of, ew. So we have this, this there are people who will say things like, uh, oh, oh, that's that evolutionary psychology, is it? Because they think that I'm, I'm on the same team as those guys. And I'm not on that team. That said, if something came out that said some of these things and I saw the data look good, I'd go, yeah, I guess that's how the world works. So, moving along, just because I want to, if I don't know how the world works and I don't like how the world works because it pisses my politics off, I'm not going to go, well, don't tell anybody. Right? I wouldn't do that. Then again, I have tenure. Um, so I can say things that piss people off. The first thing I learned to say after I got tenure was no. Dave, do you want to be on this committee? No, I don't think so. All right, got tenure. Um, over the years, also because this one of, one of the differences that it talks about, this area talks about, subfield, what call it, is sex differences. Right, the vision of labor between the sexes, which is pretty common in nature. It's a great onion article once uh, that I saw. I love the onion. And it just showed a male lion mounting a female lion, and it just said, uh, sexism rampant in nature. Which I thought was pretty hilarious. Nobody else apparently here does. But I found that funny. So the thing is, this approach has often been, been called sexist. And we have way more women here than men, as is often the case in psychology classes, which is a whole phenomenon I don't understand. But anyway, I mean, I was all for it when I was an undergrad, but that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you guys think of that? Because I'm a 52-year-old white man. <laughs> the world's pretty much set up for me. So, you know, <laughs> things are easy for me. I can't even see where I'm going. Any thoughts on that at all? Is it, or does it seem ridiculous, or do you understand it, or is it because people don't get what it is? Or I think it's the, the naturalistic fallacy again. Yeah. Just because, like, there are differences, you can't ignore them. No. It's not saying they're okay or they're good or they're bad. They just they're are. there. You're reporting on the data. Yeah. It's the. It's probably the extrapolation of it or the explanation that people get offended by. Oh, yeah, and people misusing it, Yeah. right? Uh, if you hear some of these, you'll hear people on the, uh, on the internets, dumb people, uh, say, talk about, uh, you know, being an alpha male and all this crap, which is all just complete bullshit, right? Um, or that women should be subservient to men or something. There are people that say that. Like, if they say it, they think they're being smart, too. You know, in evolutionary biology, whenever I read that on an internet, on a, on, a, on a forum somewhere, I think, I bet you don't know anything about evolutionary biology. And then I read it, it's like, yes, I'm right, you don't. These people tend to become, be, be part of the men's rights movement. But anyway, it's a fun group of guys. Just <laughs> a fun group of guys. Um, yeah, I think it's a naturalistic fallacy, too. But it bothers a lot of people. 
right? Like, I, I've never understood why, but again, I, like I said, I'm a white man, so it's pretty easy for me, comparatively. And I've had hard things in my life, too, and we're not going to get into that bullshit. But... Is that... Does any, did anybody feel that way? Or have you heard that before? Let's, let me say that. No? So I'm just oversensitive to it? No, I, I've heard it. I just think people tend to like not explain or just not understand and then yeah. profess their quote-unquote knowledge. <laughs> well put, sir. <laughs> no, that's that's very well put. Actually. Yeah, and the media doesn't help at all. No, and the lunatic fringe of the discipline doesn't help either. I think in the past uh, I've talked more about racial differences and ethnic group differences, but they've talked about sex differences too. Um, I mean, one of the things that I had a student uh, in, in Newfoundland who did her thesis with me, and she looked at uh, sexual assault statistics. And correlated it with, and she built a regression model, so it's not just the correlation, but I'm not going to go into all the stats she did. But she correlated this with, so sexual assault, amount of sexual assault, with the laws on, on about prostitution and pornography in all the 50 states in the United States. And you get this beautiful, beautiful curve that just basically says the more liberal the prostitution laws are, the less likely you are to get sexual assault. And I said, well, you know, it's good that you did this because I can't do it. Because you're a woman, and no one's going to say that you did this because you want there to be hookers everywhere. <laughs> right? So, um, but that shouldn't surprise us that it works that way. But the problem, of course, is that you come into the idea that, well, sexual assault isn't about sex. Sure, okay, whatever. That's fine. But it still is a sexual thing. And rape happens in all kinds of other species, not just us. Right, so it's that kind of thing, and that's where I hear, I've heard the sexism thing before, and that's why I said to my my student Joanne, I said it's good you did this, not me, but I'm glad you did it because this is fascinating to read. People probably generalize too much as well, so oh yeah, stuff comes out and it's like oh, yes. better in spatial awareness. Yeah. On average, yes. Yes, but I think maybe some people see it as it's limiting. Yeah. But it's it's not. It's like I said, it's just a fact. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've always said, you know, I don't expect there ever to be as many female fighter pilots as there are male fighter pilots. I just don't ever, ever expect that to happen. No matter how much you say, and in fact, if you look, they, the uh, armed forces, at least in Canada, try to get women into underrepresented roles now, right? Trying to get women to be in combat roles, trying to get women to be things like fighter pilots. Fighter, being a fighter pilot involves being, uh, having incredible spatial ability and being aggressive but not too aggressive, but being controlled aggressive, aggression. Right? A friend who knows a lot of friends in the military and said that, you know, the fighter pilots are a different breed. They like to just they didn't join the military to do anything patriotic or for a job. They just want to fly fast and blow things up. Right? Which I wish had I been, had I had normal vision, that's what I would have done actually. But they, they won't grind the, the canopy of the F eighteen down to my prescription. Right? So I'm looking really close going, is that a is that ISIS or is that our guys? So uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be good in the, in the military. Um, but yeah, I never expect that to happen. I never expect there to be as many male kindergarten teachers as female kindergarten teachers. Just don't expect it to happen. But I would never say that a woman shouldn't be a fighter pilot or a man shouldn't be a kindergarten teacher. That would be ridiculous. 
right? Right? When we generalize something like that to a group, that's the problem. Of course, people also see when, when science gets publicized, it gets misunderstood all the time anyway, and that sort of as careful as you can be by saying things like on average, and these are group differences. Some idiot on CBC or CNN or store somewhere still says research shows that women should sit at home. <laughs> oh, that didn't, that's not there, right? Believe me, I've, I've been misquoted or misunderstood in the media before. Right? Not about anything like that. I wouldn't say anything like that on camera. The imprinting story that I told you guys in the video. Yeah, I think for the most part, like, it's generalized or the generalizations are advertised by people who don't necessarily get it. Yep. So they try and come off as, like, super smart. And I'm not saying we're smarter than anyone, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, like, when we have this understanding of how yeah. evolutionary psych is just because of taking this course, yeah. that That's when people kind of say something... They're they're more like laymen. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. Yeah, yeah. and they're they're saying something like, "Well, one oh, of them. Oh, well, yeah, women should just sit at home." Oh. And some of us too. Maybe we're a little shy. We're not going to call them out. Sure. And one of the problems, of course, in general with psychology—not just this approach to psychology, but psychology in general—is that everybody is an amateur psychologist. We have to be. Right. When I'm talking to you. Um, uh, not in this kind of situation, but in a sort of social situation, let's say. Um, you know how my mind works, and I know how your mind works. Your mind, right? We have to do that. We have to be amateur psychologists. We have to actually be pretty good at it. We have to be good enough at it that we don't uh, mistake one kind of motivation for another mode of motivation, for example. Right? Or that we don't... So you don't think to yourself... Uh, okay, and by the way, now, now I'm not in this situation, so this isn't weird. Uh, so when someone's talking to you, you think to yourself, is that person kind of coming on to me, or are they just friendly? Right? So that kind of thing. You're trying to make that determination. And you sort of know how your mind works, so therefore you know how their mind works. We, we, we are these amateur psychologists all the time. So that's another problem with just psychology in general, is that the general public think they know it because it's like, well, in my experience... I was going to say, well, your experience really doesn't matter. The plural of anecdote is not data. You know? Everything that's wrong with TED Talks. Um, so, so this happens, I think, quite a bit, too. So you get a little bit of knowledge about, let's say, something evolutionary, right? But then you get the, put that on top of, which is very simple to understand, but remember that quote, the end of the year, evolution is... So simple that anybody can misunderstand it, right? We've all heard "survival of the fittest." Now you all know that it doesn't mean being big and strong like bull necessarily, right? It, it, it means reproductive success, um, and there's no ladder; it's a tree, and all that stuff you all know now. But a lot of people misunderstand that, so they got that level of misunderstanding. Plus, they got the level of misunderstanding that because I'm a human, I know human nature, right? And how many things do we find in psychology that are completely counterintuitive, right? Bystander effects are great. Makes no freaking sense at all. I also can't explain it with evolutionary, an evolutionary approach either, can I? It's one of the things in social that it has a piss-poor job of explaining. 
right? So I think if you, I mean, thinking of all these kind of things, I mean, I, I hope that one of the things that might, the goal, I would like this course to actually disappear someday. Not that I don't like teaching it, but I'd like it to disappear because I'd like to think that eventually that's just how psychology will be. I think that will happen. It may not happen during my career, but I think it will happen. Right? I think we won't have to, like, you don't have to teach a course, well, I guess there's, like, population biology and stuff like that, which is basically the same thing. Um, but I'd like something like that to happen, where it just disappeared. Because psychology is like that. Where we realize we're a life science. Right? Like, it just makes complete sense to me that we would look at this stuff from a biological point of view. We're doing a life science. We're doing biology, specialized biology of human behavior. You talked about evolutionary approaches in criminal site with Paul. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know Paul does, yeah. Yeah, Paul's very sympathetic to it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Dwayne, or I know uh, Lori is. Um, And I know Dwayne is. I don't know. Cheryl mostly teaches research methods, so it doesn't really matter in that case. It doesn't affect that really. Right? I've been selected for not really caring about two by two designs. That's not true. That pays my bills. <laughs> Other thoughts on this stuff? All right, that's all I had to say today. But I'm glad. I'm glad a lot of you came today. It's good. I was sort of fearing that no one would come. No, I'm serious. I mean, a lot of people are people that don't come. Because believe me, there's more than this in the class. You'll see on you'll see on uh, on Thursday. We'll have a lot of extra guests in the room. <laughs> thanks, everyone, and thanks for listening to me. For it's hard to overstate my satisfaction at your science. We do what we must because we can For the good of all of us Except the ones who are dead But there's no sense crying over every mistake You just keep on trying till you run out of cake Then the science gets done And you make a neat plan For the people who are still alive Into 
Psychology Lectures in Algoma University, which is the most ungainly title ever. Uh, these are released under a sh- uh, um, Creative Commons copyright share like 3.0 Canada. Uh, you can't use these for commercial purposes. Um, you feel free to share them uh, and feel free to match them up any way you want. But if you do that, that means I get to do the same thing with your stuff. Sort of like the GNU license. Um, I hope you learned something. But if you didn't, I, unless you're one of my students, I really don't care. Um, the music, by the way, for each uh, song, for each uh, uh, episode, <laughs> lecture, uh, is uh, available. They're all podcast, uh, like Podsafe music. So if you want to uh, find out about the bands, there's links on my website at people.aoc.ca slash broadback. Uh, if those links don't work, just contact me and I'll find, uh, I'll find out. Um, often I put links uh, actually in the uh, if call them show notes or blog posts. So, uh, you know... Buy these people's music. They're they're making the stuff available out there. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>